You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 158. Today, I am truly honored to introduce you to this guest. There are few people who serve their audience as well as this woman, and I cannot wait for her to teach you about what it truly means to wholeheartedly serve your followers. Morgan Harper Nichols is an artist and a designer who specializes in making work for people and their stories. Her song, Storyteller, has garnered over a million Spotify plays, and her self-published book of poetry by the same title is a number one Amazon best seller in inspirational poetry. Morgan lives in LA and has made her life's work about creating for the stories of others through music, words, art, and design. She started writing for certain people that came to her mind. However, she would rarely share any of it. When a blog post that she wrote for a group of young women she knew was pinned on Pinterest over 200,000 times, she began to explore the many ways that a message could spread beyond what she thought could be possible. And she has been creating for others full time ever since. Morgan now works as a writer, a designer, and travels as a speaker and a performer. It is safe to say that this woman does it all with such grace and such heart, and I cannot wait for her to teach you fully utilizing social media to expand your brand and staying true to your why. You have so much to learn from this introverted woman, and I cannot wait to hear what she has to say. Gold diggers, let's give a warm welcome to Morgan Harper Nichols. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. All right, Gold Diggers. I am so excited to have one of our listeners and someone that I admire, and we were just fangirling awkwardly before hitting record. Morgan, (laughs) welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited. (laughs) Me and my sister were just geeking out over Morgan and we were so excited when she accepted our invite. So let's, before we even start, I want to hear your story. Where did you start? What has led you to where you are today? Who is Morgan Harper Nichols? Yes. So who is Morgan Harper Nichols? Well, I'm a writer, artist, and designer. That's sort of my job description if I had to make one. I'm originally from the South. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and I currently live in Los Angeles. And I never thought that I would end up doing any type of like creative job. Like even though I was super creative growing up, that just didn't seem, I didn't think I had the personality for it, honestly. Like when I saw creative people, I was like, there are these larger than life people. And I'm an introvert. Like, I don't, I'll just kind of stick to myself and write my poems and my songs. And, you know, maybe I'll start a blog someday. (laughs) So (laughs) that was sort of my vision. Like, even though I, I love to make things, I play guitar, like I'm super creative and artistic and all that. But I just, I went to college and I graduated with an English degree in 2010. 
And right after that, I just started working at the college at my alma mater as an admission counselor. And I loved it. Like, I was like, yeah, this is great. Like, I have a desk, like, you know, job security. <laughs> like, I really loved working with students. And I, I just love that world. And I still love it to this day. And I got married right around that time. And my husband, he was working too. And we're like, oh, look at us. You know, we're living life. Everything's going great. And about a year and a half into my job, the position that I was holding was actually moving to a different part of the state, like hours away. And we were newly married. We didn't have like a ton of money saved or anything. And there was just no way that we were going to be able to move with this job. Mm -hmm. And it was really kind of scary because I didn't really have a plan B. I was like, no, my plan A was great. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Can we go back to that one? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, my plan A was great. Like everything was fine. Like, why do I have to start over now? Like I was not a fan of that. And while I was experiencing this simultaneously, I have a sister who's two years younger than me, who's also really creative and artistic, but total extrovert. And she had really gotten into YouTube and she was doing all these videos and she was getting invited on tours and conferences and all of this stuff. And her music just started to like explode, like way bigger than our like small town minds could ever think. Like we didn't have industry connections or anything like that. And it just really took off for her. And She didn't have a team. She didn't have anyone really to go on the road with her full time. So me and my husband actually left our jobs and just went and traveled on the road for about four and a half years. Oh my (laughs) gosh. I did not know all of this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she, she got nominated for a Grammy at 19 and then it just like went crazy from there. And before I knew it, like I was on stage with her, like singing and doing stuff. And I'm like, what is my life? Like, (laughs) This was not what I had. I was like, this is my sister's thing. I was like, you know, she's the more outgoing type. Like, I'm just going to sit in the corner and write. So what I started doing on the road, because I would be so tired, like after shows, just it was so exhausting, you know, talking to a lot of people and Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it, but it was just so overwhelming for me. So what I started doing at the end of the night was just essentially debriefing my thoughts, like on my iPhone and just writing things like writing all the things that I wish I could have said during the day, because I always Mm -hmm. felt like I just struggled to get my words out and to really say what I meant to say. So I just started writing these things out and I put them online, but not as myself. Yeah, I just put it as like under like a sort of ambiguous name. It's like, it could be me, could not be me. Like on like a weird like wordpress.com blog. I was like, I'm just going to kind of put it out there. And long story short, those little things, I started gradually leaking out into the world. People eventually found them. And that's kind of how I'm here. And and now I, I still travel somewhat, but now I'm full-time writing and working on books and different things like that. So, yeah. I didn't know all of that journey <laughs> with your sister and everything. It's so funny because before we got on the show, I was telling Morgan how Kate is my sister and Kate yes. coordinates <laughs> interviews. And, and I... As her sister, I never want her to feel like, you know, this is just my thing and she's Mm, working for me, you know? And so how did you kind of navigate that? And and when did you kind of establish your own identity or step out from what you had been doing? 
Yeah, it was definitely a slow process. When I look mm-hmm. back on it, I'm like, how did I not figure that out sooner? But I was <laughs> I was really hard on myself because like I said, I wasn't a lot of times when you see performers, they are extroverted people who mm-hmm. have these wonderful, huge personalities, which I love. Like I love being around people like that. My whole family is filled with them. <laughs> but I just felt like so small, if that's the right word. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I have anything. So let me just do my little thing on the side. And I honestly think like, it sounds so cheesy to say, but it was when I started posting things on Pinterest and Instagram. And when they started, when people I didn't know started to find it, that's Mm -hmm. when I started to realize, oh, wait, maybe everybody doesn't have to have a big personality like I thought in order to be able to connect with others. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge turning point for me, which is realizing that there were other people out there who like to see things written down or, you know, were interested in reading a book and not everything had to be like in the way that I thought a spotlight or, you know, had to be. Hmm. So, I mean, let's be honest. I see your writing everywhere. <laughs> how has how you share your words changed from then to now? Because I feel like there's been a giant transformation. Yes, for sure. For sure. Well, to back up a little bit, I always wrote with other people in mind. And Mm -hmm. I would love to say it was from this place of like, oh, I just always think about other people and all of that. And it's true, I do. (laughs) But the reason why I was doing it was because I felt like I could not connect with other people. Like in college, I'd have roommates and I always felt like I was the one that like was never always hanging out with everybody. You know, it's like I was invited, but I wasn't like really in. It's like, Mm -hmm. you're invited to the wedding, but you're not a bridesmaid. Like, you know, I just mm-hmm. always felt like I was just right at that weird spot. I was like, let me just get all of this out that I'm trying to say. Maybe somebody out there in the world will relate to it too. And it was sort of sporadic and random. And what's changed over the past few years is that once I started communicating with people who are reading my work, I was like, oh, wait a second. Mm-hmm. These are real people. I was like, I can write to them. Like, it doesn't have to just be like here's this thing out there that somebody may connect to (laughs) and, you know, never revealing who it was actually for. I was like, I can actually start revealing like, Hey, I'm writing this for you because you're reading this and here's how I can continue that and continue to share with you. If that makes sense. (laughs) Oh, it makes sense. 110%. We're going to dive into that. I have a question for you just out of curiosity, but I feel like a lot of times in life, it's easier to recognize other people's lights and not see the one within yourself or recognize those gifts within you. And I feel like maybe you were on a journey like that. It was easier to write to and for other people because Mm -hmm. maybe writing to yourself was just, it just felt silly. Oh, yes, Jenna. Oh, my God. <laughs> you just like summed up my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was 100% what it was. Like I was, I wasn't sure if I was like, if I keep digging like into myself, like, what am I going to find? Like, is that going to be <laughs> something I want to share with other people? So mm-hmm. it was easier because people would ask me all the time when my sister was doing all these things, like they're like, how do you deal with that? Like, you don't get jealous of her. And I'm like, no, she's using her gifts. Like I was legitimately excited for her. Like I was not jealous because I knew her personality and I knew what she was called to do. And it just, it was Mm -hmm. right for her. 
But at the same time, I kind of use that to hide (laughs) and like, oh, I'm just here to, you know, celebrate others and let them do their thing. So yeah, it's, it's still a journey. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's something that I'm still learning. And I honestly feel like sharing my writing every day. Like I feel like more of myself is leaking out. (laughs) So yeah, it's a, it's a process for sure. So one thing that I I love, like love so much about you is just how you serve your audience. And I am such a fan of being in service to others. And so can you kind of fill listeners in who aren't aware of your process and, and what you do, what that looks like in terms of connecting with your audience and how that's kind of unfolded? Yeah, for sure. Great question. So I started sharing a little bit of my poetry and quotes that I was writing on Pinterest. And this was when Pinterest was, I forget the year Pinterest was founded, but it was in I think the, it was like 2012. Okay. Yeah. So it must've been the year that Pinterest was founded. Like it was within months of Pinterest coming out. So I was like, you know, people are blogging now and they're sharing their work. I was like, I'm going to share my work on Pinterest, just some quotes and blog posts that I'm writing. And the reason why I was doing that was because I knew that no one I actually knew was on Pinterest. (laughs) (laughs) That was the main reason why, because I was like, oh, this is small. Like no one's going to see it that I know because that, that honestly just freaked me out. Like I could not share, like even now, I think I just in the past four months, like I just started sharing like my poems, like on my Facebook profile. Cause it's still, you know, <laughs> like everyone you've ever known is seeing that. And it's, it's mm-hmm. hard to share like that. So Pinterest just became like this really early outlet for me. And I just started sharing quotes and poems and blog posts, primarily on the topic of just being encouraged in daily life and just remembering that you have a story to tell and that you have value and just sort of my spin on that message. And that was in 2012, I believe, where I actually wrote a blog post. It was called 40 Questions to Ask Yourself Before You Date a Guy. Oh my gosh, (laughs) yes. And the reason why I wrote it was because I had been married for two years and we got married really young and people would always ask me questions about that. So Uh I'm just going to write something for young women, you know, to read. I wrote it and I freaked out. I was like, I'm not sharing this with anyone. This is ridiculous. (laughs) Like, who am I to do something like this? Like, I was like, this is crazy. But I had spent so much time on it. So I was like, I might as well put it somewhere. So I put it on Pinterest and... A few months later, I got an email, a pretty aggressive email from a guy who really disagreed with everything I said in the blog post. And I was shocked because I was like, how did you even find this? For one, I was like, it's not for you. Like, why do you even care? He was like furious about it. So I told my husband, I was like, I got this weird email from this guy in Pennsylvania somewhere, like who hates everything I write and I'm trying to figure out why. (laughs) And my husband was like, well, when's the last time you went to the blog? And I hadn't been to the blog at all. And I went back and looked and I saw that the top referral was from Pinterest. And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. I clicked on it. And that blog post had been pinned over 200,000 times. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so then I, I had, and I, I, this is how much I had ignored the blog. Like I hadn't even put it where the, like the comments were still, they were all pending. So I had like yeah. comments and I hadn't even seen them. And they were like, oh, you can write more on this topic. This was so encouraging for me. And I was like, I don't have anything else. Like what's going on? <laughs> 
So essentially the past five years has been me figuring out, okay, what else is there to say that I can say to share with others? So yeah, that's kind of the short version of it. But that was a huge wake up call for me was that pen getting repinned all those times. And the funny thing was, was that I was avoiding sharing it with people, but then people started sharing it on Facebook. And then people I went to college with were like, hey, my friend shared your article. So that is (laughs) amazing how it all worked out. So I was like, okay, maybe this is an opportunity to start sharing more. And then I started doing that same kind of thing on Instagram. I love that because I feel like that could have made you go another direction. And, you know, especially I feel like someone like you, you and I share the same heart in a lot of ways that, you know, our work is very personal and we're very passionate. And so I'm glad that that one guy from Pennsylvania didn't make you do anything (laughs) crazy. It made made you see your brilliance, but also, you know, us we are huge fans of Pinterest. So I'm sure not to throw in a plug, but if you go to jkpinterest.com, you can learn about how to use Pinterest like Morgan does because it is our top referral as well. And I think it's a forgotten platform. So so much so. You might not know this about me, but one of my favorite roles that I play in life is being a host. That's why Drew and I are hosts on Airbnb. If you want to generate extra income and have space to share, you should definitely check out Airbnb. As a mom and full-time entrepreneur, it's been super easy to fit hosting into my schedule. Over the last few years, we've had many visitors and we've even been voted super host several times. Whether you've bought properties as an investment or have unused rooms waiting to be shared, hosting on Airbnb is the practical and profitable choice. And just think about it. If you've put a ton of time, effort, and work into your home, someone out there probably would love to experience it while they're traveling. So next time you're planning a trip or want to make some extra pocket change from your spaces, consider hosting on Airbnb. The hosting process is simple, practical, and tailored to you. Your home might be worth more than you think, Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a life and work hack for you. Ever since I started getting dressed in the mornings before working from home, I have been more productive and efficient. I guess the saying dress for success is actually true, which is why I am obsessed with quince. Quince offers luxury fashion without the hefty price tag. With prices ranging from 50 to 80% less than similar brands, it's a no-brainer to choose Quince for timeless style at unbeatable prices. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman, passing the savings on to us, the savvy shoppers. Personally, I've snagged the Italian leather bow ballet flats. They've truly become a wardrobe staple. And let's not forget about their stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, which adds this touch of sophistication to any outfit. Whether I'm working from home, dressing up for a date night, or a play date with friends, Quince always delivers in style, quality, and affordability. If you're ready to elevate your wardrobe without breaking the bank, join me in embracing the Quince revolution. Trust me, your closet and your wallet will thank you. Indulge in affordable luxury at quince.com slash gold digger for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash gold digger to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Okay. So my question is this now, how has writing for your audience, like strangers, legitimate strangers on the internet challenged you and changed you? Because what you didn't Mm -hmm. say is that you allow your followers to send you a DM with a word or a thought or a sentence and you create 
poetry out of it. Yes, yes. I do allow my readers to send me direct messages if they would like for me to write something for them. And the reason why I started doing that was because I was noticing that with me sharing these daily quotes and inspirational things, like people would send me messages and say, that was for me, that was for me. And I was like, Mm -hmm. That's awesome. But honestly, I was thinking about someone totally different when I wrote that. And it just blew my mind away. I was like, well, how can I write something for them? So it was honestly just like, I think it was just years of buildup of just realizing like, okay, Morgan, you've got to start putting yourself out there more. Like you can't just keep hiding behind a username and a blog, like let people know, Hey, I'm here. Like, I want to know you. I want to talk to you. I want to serve you. That actually started this past October. It was actually just randomly in October. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to tell people, just send me a message and I'll write something for them. And since I did that, my engagement and my reach, especially on Instagram, it has more than doubled. And it's been really eye-opening and challenging. And I, I would say the biggest thing it's taught me is to not overthink what I write and mm-hmm. to not overthink what I'm putting out into the world. It's like, yes, we should take time on what we do. And I'm all about quality, but I was starting to like over, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. spend too much time and hide behind the quality thing. Like, oh, I can't put things out because it's not the best quality. And it's like, yes, mm-hmm. that's true, but sometimes we can use that to kind of hide. And I was definitely doing that. So putting myself out there and inviting other people into my process, it has just been so eye-opening for me. And and I also hope to encourage other writers and other creatives to put themselves out there and, and share those things that they may have normally be inclined to hide behind. I think what is so cool about what you do as well is like you wrote a poem for my sister and she was thrilled. I mean, like thrilled and it touched her because it felt so... I mean, it just felt so thoughtful, so unique, so custom. And in a world that feels so generic, what you do is such a gift. And what I think is so cool is even how people would say, like, I feel like that's for me. Like, I get that a lot when I post things, but I'm always writing to one person. I'm not writing to 100,000 or 10,000 or even 1,000. Like, I'm writing to one person. And what is so beautiful about marketing that way is that You hit that one person in the place where they need it the most, but it's almost like a cell with a nucleus and there's all these cells around it that are still reached and touched and impacted even without you intentionally thinking of that. Oh, yes. I love that analogy. (laughs) That's perfect. I hope I'm inspiring you for my poem. (laughs) You are. You really are. (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh. All I want in the world is for Morgan Harper Nichols to write me a poem. So I'm just, the reason why I have her is to get it, you know? You oh know. my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm you just... got it. You got it. I'm going to start working on it. I'm going to start working on it. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> okay. So one thing that I admire you about, and, and I feel like this is a common thread in just who you are. It's embedded in the person that you are, is that I feel like you promote your work in the most natural way because you're not selling it. You're just sharing it. So can you kind of share 
what that process looks like, because I feel like everything that comes from you is just this organic heart of service, but it ultimately does lead to something bigger. Yes, for sure. For sure. When I was starting to share more a few years ago in terms of the posts and like inspirational things like that, I was starting to get messages from people like, do you have a book? Do you have a book? And I was like, no, that's silly. Why would I do that? (laughs) I'm just on Instagram trying to figure out my life. Like, you know, you know, you know how like you can sometimes think like, Oh yeah, I'll write a book. Like it was just one of those distant things. I I didn't Mm -hmm. think about publishing. And like I said earlier, maybe I did, I'm not sure, but I am a musician. So I do have like music out and stuff like that. So I was like, that's what I put out, you know, but that's a different thing. Like, I'm not going to put out words. Like that's just something way down the road, but people kept asking. And it's just like the, like, my mom's an entrepreneur, so I always like have her in my head. And it was like mm-hmm. when people started asking, like, you know, for these folks, I was like, I guess I have to make one. If people <laughs> asking, it was getting to the point where it was pretty often I was getting asked. So I was like, all right, I guess I have to write a book. So I released a book of poetry in this past December, and the book is a compilation of poems that I've written for people. And that is honestly like my main product that I sell. Mm -hmm. And I just honestly, like when I'm writing, when I write beyond the book and when I write every single day now, I sometimes I do mention like, hey guys, like I do have a book if you would like to hold these poems in your hand. Mm -hmm. And that is the way that I describe it because I love to share it for free for sure. And I know for, I, I know just from, just a little bit that I know of like, you know, analytics and stuff like that. Like I have people who are in different income brackets and, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe not everybody can afford a book. So, you know, I'm like, yes, of course you can read a poem right here on Instagram. I love that. But it's like, if you do want to support this and if you'd like to hold this in your hand, then it is on Amazon. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm very grateful because within, I think within like I think it was six hours of it being posted on Amazon. It went to number one in my category. Oh my gosh. Poetry. And I'll just say that like the sales have been more than I thought they would be. Mm. (laughs) I feel like your life is you (laughs) underestimating yourself, sister. It is. That is the story of my life. So I've learned a lot about that and just gradually putting things out there. So now I'm already working on another book because the first book, it was was 100 poems. So I want to go a little deeper and share a little bit more. But yeah, it's I'm so glad that I I got it out there, you know, self-published, did that whole thing. Yeah. So. It's amazing. I'm going to give the worst Bachelor reference ever. I don't even know if you watch that terrible television, but you are like an onion. You have lots of layers to you. I feel like we're just peeling back the layers of Morgan. <laughs> I think that's about it. I don't think I have any more. So I think we're good. Oh, no, no, no. We're getting down to the center of this. So let's talk about this because you did have a faceless Instagram account and you weren't quite ready to attach your name to your work. So let's hear a little bit about that transition. And I feel like even following you now, I just see little bits and pieces more of you and your face and your heart. And so kind of talk about that transition, because I feel like there are a lot of introverts out there that have believed those same lies that you were believing. Oh, yes, for sure. You know, social media can be a very exciting place, but it can also just be really overwhelming. 
Um, mm-hmm. when you see people who have really big personalities and like they're funny and they're hilarious and they're just like in the moment living life. And if you're the kind of person who's more likely to just go to the library with a book and just sit there and read, like it may feel intimidating or like there's no space mm-hmm. for you. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm just not going to worry about sharing pictures. I'm just going to show words. That's just what I love. So I really, I started in Instagram and I, I changed the username like 4,000 times, but now it, is, <laughs> now it is called the Devo Co. And it has been that for username for a year. I do not think I will change it again, but because I really like that name. But what it is, it's just a place for me to just share daily devotional messages. And it is definitely more like faith devotion minded, just in relating to my faith and just wanting to share that with others. And it was just a place for me to just sort of get all of that out. But the funny thing was, is that I was spending so much time on it, on this faceless Instagram, that it ended up growing bigger than my own personal brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just like every single day, I think for three years straight, I posted every single day at 7 p.m. Central Time. Oh. Um, I, yeah. Yeah, for three years straight. Wow. Mm-hmm. And with the algorithm, <laughs> I started changing it up. But like, that's how much I was like, yeah, this is just like my little outlet where I can write and just create and share. It really grew. And I honestly, I think I spent a little bit of advertising a few years ago. But the main way that it grew was from people tagging their friends in the post. Mm-hmm. Even when I didn't ask them to tag a friend, just because... I kept thinking I'm writing this for someone. I kept thinking mm-hmm. for someone. So even if it wasn't for them, maybe it was for a friend of theirs that was going through a similar thing. So yeah. I yeah, love that. That faceless Instagram is still going. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. I was just talking to my sister like a few weeks ago. She's like, one day you should just make the profile picture your face. And I was yeah. like, uh, okay, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that. Let me tell you, I love it when I find a way to blend style and comfort. This is why I am obsessed with Jenny Kane. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed a breeze. We're talking minimalist, effortless, yet totally refined, which is exactly my vibe. I wear Jenny Kane's house slippers every single day. I even sent a pair to my best friend, and I've been on the hunt for the perfect shoe for travel. I just grabbed their suede kitten heels. They are timeless easy to pack. And when I wear them, I get compliments and it also helps that they are super comfortable. I've also got a quick shout out their sweaters. The oversized cotton fisherman and the cotton cocoon are perfection for everyday wear. And even as the weather warms up, they are absolutely staying in my rotation. Now, the best part about this brand is that you can mix and match the pieces effortlessly. Pair their sweaters with classic denim or a simple slip dress, and you've got a look that's put together without even trying. Jenny Kane believes in the art of some And on top of the amazing clothes, they even have home essentials. We're talking timeless furniture, cozy pillows and throws, and the most incredible candles. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code GOLDDIGGER15 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I dot com promo code golddigger15. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I'm pretty well versed in social media, but there was one major platform on the internet that I didn't know how to use to its max potential. And that was LinkedIn. 
Can you relate? With LinkedIn ads, you'll learn how to build the right relationships, drive results, and reach even more of your audience. Imagine having direct access to decision makers. We're talking about a billion members, 180 million senior level executives, and 10 million C-level executives. Now, trust me, that is a network you want to be a part of. LinkedIn provides targeting and measurement tools specifically designed for B2B. In fact, in the tech world, LinkedIn generated two to five times higher return on ad spend than other social media platforms. And here's the best part. You're not alone. LinkedIn respects the B2B B2B world we operate in. In fact, 79% of B2B content marketers say that LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's right. LinkedIn ads helps build connection and results. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. One thing that I think is so fun, and it's actually kind of how I got you to come on this show, is that you hang out in your DMs and you connect with your followers. And I do my best to do it. I mean, my sister and I were talking about it because it feels like this never ending cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I'll log in for 10 minutes and an hour later, I'm still not even partially through. (laughs) But why do you value this? Because I feel like this is a place where a lot of people ignore or they feel like they can't. What makes you do this? Yes. In terms of DMs and hanging out there, I kind of mentioned this a little bit before, but just about like how social media in general can just be an overwhelming place. And Mm -hmm. I know as much as I love to browse and look at things, like I know that sometimes I can feel like, oh, there's no place for me in this world. And the actual world feels that way (laughs) sometimes Mm -hmm. too. It's, you know, just like, where do I fit in all of this? And it's just really started to come to my mind of like, there has to be other women and dudes too out there who feel Mm -hmm. that way, who feel like they're just, randomly liking or randomly commenting on things. So I just started to, if I received a DM, I just trying to respond as much as I could. And mm-hmm. like you said, there's only so much you can do just because, I mean, there are literally limits on Instagram. So you can't, mm-hmm. you can't just like spam away for the entire day. So yes, I've learned that there is a limit. So I think yes. I, said, I forget how many I sent in a day and they were like real messages, but you can't yeah. just, yeah. I was like, let me just respond and let me just see what's there. Let me just see what I learned from the conversations I have with people that follow me. And Mm -hmm. my eyes were just open. There were so many times where people would mention, they're like, yeah, when you wrote this or when you said that, I'm like, I don't even remember saying that (laughs) at all. But then like, I go back and look and I'm like, yeah, I definitely said that. And that's insight as to what to put in my book. What to put on a t-shirt. Even now, like I look at the posts that like on Instagram, especially when you can look and see where you've been tagged. I look and see which posts that people put in their captions the most. Mm-hmm. And that's how I know what to pull out my iPad and do lettering for and to make posters out of those things. Because I'm not really good at gauging like what's good of mine if that makes sense like you know sometimes we create things and we're like oh this is going to be the thing and then it's flops (laughs) yeah and then it's the other way around sometimes like yeah so oftentimes the thing that I barely like barely ever post like that I just almost didn't even post that ends Mm -hmm. up way better than you know 
anything. And that's something yeah. I really admire about you, like just hearing your stories and like the things that you post. I'm like, you just never know. Like you have to look and see what people are saying. So I found that responding to DMs as much as I can, it gives me insight as to what people really want to hear. I love that. And I feel like too, it's one of those things that can get so in your head. And it's like, at the end of the day, if you just post stuff that you don't want to delete, regardless of how it does, Mm -hmm. I feel like those are when your brilliance shines the most. Because you're like, I stand behind (laughs) this, whether one person or a million like it. Yes, 100%. (laughs) I am learning that. My second big Pinterest moment where I had it just kind of explode was a poem that I wrote I almost didn't even put my name on it because it was that personal. It was that personal. I wrote it down. And like when I do writing workshops, I actually passed the actual notebook around where I first wrote it. I was like, if you look at it, you can see where it was a last minute decision to write my name on it because it was that personal. And I put it on Pinterest just because I was like, I don't want that many people to see it. And that's the point that ended up like, it's like, I kind of get emotional thinking about it. Like that's the point that ended up Till this day, I get more messages, more emails about it than anything else. I've done events where people have come up to shows where they've written it in their journal several times. And I'm like, I've memorized oh. this. And I was like, to think that I almost didn't even share it because mm. I was like, oh no, 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 no. This is too, you know, this one's too much, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So I, you really have to spend a lot of time just like really thinking about like, is there somebody out there? Who, who has felt this way too? And can these words, can what I'm creating perhaps encourage them that they're seen and that they're heard and that they're not alone? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm putting you on the spot, but can you share that poem with us? Oh yeah, for sure. When you start to feel like things should have been better this year, remember the mountains and valleys that got you here. They are not accidents and those moments weren't in vain. You are not the same. You have grown and you are growing. You are breathing, you are living. You are wrapped in endless, boundless grace, and things will get better. There is more to you than yesterday. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I can see why so many people have connected to it. Thank you. Girl. I'm so, if you would have not shared that, like, come on, (laughs) come on. Yeah. It's yeah. So anyone out there who's listening, who is sitting on that thing, you're like, I don't know, this might just be too much. Just, just take another look at it. And if it's too scary to post on Facebook, post it on Pinterest. Yes. (laughs) Can I just tell you though, that you're never too much. Like, I feel Mm. like that's something that we as women, we feel too much of everything. I feel too strategic or I feel too masculine or I feel, you know, we always feel like we're too much, but it's, we're never too much, you know? So true. That is so, so true. And I'm just so grateful for grace that just continually reminds me over and over again. It's like, Hey, you're not too much. Mm -hmm. Like there is validity Mm -hmm. to what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what you're working through. And there are other people out there who feel the exact same way. Okay, so we're going to go into almost a lightning round. Yes. And I want to hear what you think. So we've obviously talked, you had a lack of confidence in a sense of who you could be and, and what you could share. And if you could give one piece of advice to a listener who is afraid of putting themselves out there, what would it be? 
Yes, I would say practice one-on-one with creating for people, just one person. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even have to be social media. It could be your roommate from college that you just had a bond with and you haven't talked to her in years. (laughs) It could be Mm -hmm. that one follower who you just always see her comment and it makes you smile, whoever it is and whatever your art form is or whatever your product is, or just make something with them in mind. Just start one at a time. And when you start one at a time, you'll start to see a ripple effect and you'll start to see how it affects the community in a positive way and it inspires others to do the same. Love that. And if you had to summarize why it is so important to serve your audience, what would you say? Hmm, Great question. I would say that when you are serving your audience, you're getting to know them and they're getting to know you. It's just the basics of community and that can seem impossible on social media, especially and on the internet and in the world. But when we take the time for people one-on-one, we are able to be reminded, wow, connection is still possible, even in this world that is always moving. Oh, I love that. And what is Morgan Harper Nichols' Why? Why do you do all this? My why. So I hate to quote myself, but (laughs) it is actually a quote of mine that I wrote. And when I wrote it, I was like, yep, that's why I do what I do. And it is tell the story of the mountain you climbed. Your words could become a page in someone else's survival guide. And I wrote wrote that. I don't even remember who I wrote it for. And sometimes when that happens, I'm like, well, maybe it was for me. (laughs) Maybe I'm the one that needed to hear that. And just how you mentioned about feeling like you're too much. It's like, yes, but write it down, right? Get all of it out because there's someone who's 10 years younger than you or who's a year behind you. And they are looking for people like you to look up to. That gave me legitimate goosebumps. Like, whoa, so powerful. And I think that what all of this comes back to Morgan is just like your heart for serving. How are you working on serving yourself? I feel like you probably put yourself last a lot. I'm just drawing assumptions. I don't know. No, you're 100% Um, right. (laughs) Like, I feel like I'm- How are you, yeah. How are you filling up your own cup? How are you showing up for you? Mm, Yes, that's such a great question. And that's new for me. Mm -hmm. Not being on the road as much, because I've, like I mentioned before, like I've traveled doing music up and down the United States, like- many, many times and being on the road, it's kind of easy to forget about, you know, yourself and like self-care and all of that. So now that I'm home more, I'm really focusing on just taking the time to just be kind to myself and be mindful of myself. And to even, it's, this might be sound kind of weird, but even have empathy for myself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm so passionate about empathy, but sometimes I think, especially for others who are empathetic as well, we forget to have that for ourselves. Like we forget to, like, I always think about empathy as like holding a door for someone. And it's like, you're holding the door as they walk through. But it's like, even if you're the one holding the door though, like there's some time where you need someone to be there for you too. So just allowing Mm -hmm. myself to be open to that. And, you know, my husband, he is like the most like helping, kind, compassionate person. So he definitely challenges me with that as well. So that's something I'm learning more of, but I I feel like I'm getting better with just, you know, being kind to myself and taking more time for myself as well. 
Good. Good. I'm going to challenge you on that for real. <laughs> yes, I need uh, a challenge. <laughs> my last question is if you could leave the Gold Digger podcast listeners with one last bit of advice as they continue to chase their dreams, what would that be? Wow. I would say that just remember that whoever it is that you are making things or creating or doing things for or serving, whatever your brand, your product, your services, is that people remember when you take a moment for them. They remember when you take the time to hear their story, to smile their way or to say, hey, I see you, I hear you. And here's just a little something that may encourage you just to keep going and to keep telling your story. People remember that. I I remember every single person that has taken that kind of time for me. Mm-hmm. So if I can just spread that to others, like I, I know it matters. I know it matters. So just remember, people remember, they remember when you take the time for them. Oh, girl, thank you for holding space with me today. Like mm-hmm. this is just so life-giving. And I think it's, it's such a reminder too. I know running a podcast, it's easy to get the people with the large personalities on, you know, <laughs> the type three Enneagrams are ready to jump oh at gosh, it. Yeah, and, I'm, uh, I'm a five on the Enneagram. So there we go. <laughs> I think that out of mind. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for just saying yes. And for showing up because I know that being in this mm. space where nowadays it's all about followers and numbers and stories and all these things, I think that it, like you said, it's so easy to wonder, like, where do I fit into all of this? And I think it's such a beautiful reminder to look at like nobody wins when you play small, like nobody would have won if you didn't share those things that you're afraid to share. And so just thank you. Where can everybody find you online? Yes, you can find me at morganharpernichols.com and then Morgan Harper Nichols on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, and then on Twitter and Snapchat, Morgan H. Nichols. I love that. And then don't forget the Devo Co. And where can we grab your book? Oh, yes. You can find my book on Amazon. It's called Storyteller. It's a bright yellow book. You can't miss it. So Morgan Harper Nichols, Storyteller. I'm getting it. I'm buying it. I can't wait. I'm so excited to have your work in my home. So thank you so much for being here. And you guys, when Morgan writes me my poem, I'm going to read it to you guys. So excited. Okay. But you can't, it can't be perfect because my whole thing is done is better than perfect. Okay. Got it. I'm going to put a deadline on it so that you don't dwell on it too long. (laughs) Got it. Got it. I'm up for the challenge. (laughs) Thank you, girl, for being on the show today. Yes, thank you. Okay. If you weren't a fan of Morgan Harper Nichols before this show, I think she just got us all. This woman is so amazing. And what I think is so incredible and what I recognize in her, because I can relate to it, is her ability to see the light within everyone else. And I think nowadays with social media, it's so easy to do that. We see these highlight reels of what everyone else is accomplishing and doing and what their talents and gifts are. And a lot of times it's easy for us to ask ourselves, why me? But nobody is winning by us playing small. And a lot of times we have to say, why not me? Why can't I step into that role? Why can't I show up and serve? And if anyone serves, it is Morgan. She is there really connecting with her followers. It is not just a number. These are human souls that she is creating for freely. And I love that about her. I am so thankful that Morgan came and shared her story and shared her heart on the show. And for all of you introverts out there, there is space for you in this world that feels like a screaming match. Morgan is proof of that. 
I would love to hear what your biggest takeaways were on this show. And I would love to support Morgan in her endeavors, in her writing, in her singing, in all that is to come. So if you could take a few minutes, take a screenshot of you tuning in, post it up, tag us in it so that we can see. You now know that we both check our DMs and we love when you slide into them. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for giving me a space to share stories just like Morgan's. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you. Let's face it, life and business can be stressful, and it's not just your mind that suffers when you're feeling tense or anxious. Stress can also affect your digestion and your immune system too. So what do we do about it? Introducing Just Calm, the breakthrough new stress-soothing formula from Just Thrive. Say hello to a steady, serene, more relaxed you. Just Calm's proprietary mood-lifting blend is clinically proven to help you relax and breathe a little easier in as little as four weeks. And for Next Level Mood TLC, there's Just Thrive Probiotic. This is the probiotic my whole family swears by. This spore probiotic banishes bloat and constipation so your gut can produce more serotonin, which is your happy hormone. Plus, it supports better sleep so you can wake up feeling refreshed and revitalized. With Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic, you'll have the ultimate stress-fighting duo to help you win the day every day. To learn more about Just Thrive, tune into episode 734 with their founder, Tina Anderson. I loved chatting with her about the gut-brain connection. And if you're ready to take control and live your healthiest life yet, you can get 20% off your first 90-day bottle of Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic today. Visit justthrivehealth.com and use a promo code GOLDDIGGER. Take control today with Just Thrive. That's justthrivehealth.com, promo code GOLDDIGGER.